Welcome to From Hearing to Knowing. I'm your host, Charlotte Aber. genetic tools in mice, researchers at Johns Hopkins Medicine say they identified a pair of proteins that precisely control when sound-detecting cells, known as hair cells, yes, H-A-I-R, are born in the mammalian inner ear. Proteins described in the report published June 12th in eLife may hold a key to future therapies to restore hearing in people with irreversible deafness, which means they will have to change the name. Scientists in our field have long been looking for medical signals that trigger the formation of the hair cells that sense and transmit sound, said Angelika Doet-Solhofer, PhD, Associate Professor of Neuroscience at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. These hair cells are a major player in hearing loss, and knowing more about how they develop will help us figure out ways to replace hair cells that were damaged. In order for mammal to hear, sound vibrations travel through a hollow snail shell looking structure called the cochlea. Lining the inside of the cochlea are two types of sound detecting cells, inner and outer hair cells, which convey sound information to the brain. An estimated 90% of genetic hearing loss is caused by problems with hair cell or damage to the auditory nerves that connect the hair cells to the brain. Deafness due to exposure to to loud noises or certain viral infections arises from damaged hair cells. Unlike their counterparts in other mammals and birds, human hairs cannot regenerate. True for middle-aged men, true for your inner ear. So once hair cells are damaged, hearing loss is likely permanent. Maybe not. Scientists have known that the first step in hair cells starts at the outermost part of spiraled cochlea. Here, precursor cells start transforming into hair cells. Then, like sports fans performing the wave at a stadium, precursor cells along the spiral shape of the cochlea turn into hair cells along a wave of transformation that starts when it reaches the inner part of the cochlea. Knowing where hair cells start in their development, Dotzelhofer and her team went in search of molecular cues that were in the right place at the right time along the cochlear spiral. Of the proteins the researchers examined, the pattern of two proteins, active in A and folistatin, stood out from the rest. Along the spiral pattern of the cochlea, levels of activin A increased where precursor cells were turning into hair cells. Folistatin, however, appeared to have the opposite behavior of active in A. Its levels were low in the outermost part of the cochlea when precursor cells were first starting to transform into hair cells and high at the innermost part of the cochlea's spiral where precursor cells hadn't yet started their conversion. Active in A seems to move in a wave inward while folosatin moves in a wave outward. Active in in the wave Folosatin out of the wave. In nature, we know that activin A and folosatin work in opposite ways to regulate cells. 
kind of like the energy in a battery. And so it seems, based on finding the two proteins forming a balancing act on precursor cells to control the orderly formation of hair cells along the cochlear spiral. To figure out how exactly activin A and folosatin coordinate their hair cell development, the researchers studied the effects of each of the two proteins individually. First, they increased the levels of activin A in the cochlea of normal mice. In these animals, precursor cells transformed the hair cells too early, causing hair cells to appear prematurely along the cochlear spiral. In mice engineering to either overproduce phallocatin or not produce activin A at all, hair cells were late to form and appeared disorganized and scattered across multiple rows of the cochlea. Side note, if you ever feel like a failure and you are just having the worst day and you feel completely alone, keep in mind every single cell had to form, separate, divide, and create at exactly the right moment in time for you to hear this podcast. In nature, we knew that activin A and folosatin work in opposite ways to regulate cells. The action of activin A and phallocetin is so precisely timed during the development that any disturbance can negatively affect the organization of the cochlea, said Dotzelhofer. It's like building a house. If the foundation is not laid correctly, anything built upon it is affected. Now, I've read some research on the side and I don't think that based on the findings, people putting headphones on pregnant bellies and blasting classical music necessarily causes hearing damage, but you may not want to test it. Looking more closely at why overproduction of phallocatin results in disorganized hair cells, the researchers found that high levels of this protein caused precursor cells to divide more frequently, which in turn made more of them convert into inner hair cells in a haphazard way. Dotzelhofer notes that her research in hair cell development, although fundamental, has potential applications to treat deafness caused by damaged hair cells. We are interested in how hair cells evolved because it is an interesting biological question, but also we want to use that knowledge to improve or develop new treatment strategies for hearing loss. In other words, she is rebalancing the inner ear. They're working on creating a balance that will restore damaged hair cells. The research was supported by the National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders and David M. Rubinson Fund for Hearing Research. Both are great foundations if you are looking to donate. Materials were provided by Johns Hopkins Medicine, Science Daily, and this article was originally written by Vandana Suresh, science writing intern for Johns Hopkins Institute for Basic Biomedical Sciences. Note, content may be edited for style, length, and often dry or dark sense of humor. Thank you for listening to From Hearing to Knowing. (laughs) 